0: in so many ways and always is there never not an infinite number of unthought of unmanifested permutations of fails of illusions My name is Joe Zabinski. Um I wrote uh, I wrote the Dr. Fathom chapter for the multiverse cartographer or I'm pretty sure it was me um, it was a long time ago this was in the this was in the 90s, the mid-90s. Uh, and I remember doing it, so, so it's probably true that I did. But you never know, because, um, I don't know, your personality is really just a construct that's... It's kind of a fictional character, right, your personality. It's kind of just, like, made up, and then you put all this maintenance into it every day, and you put all this energy into it. And it's a lot like... Your personality is a lot like a spirit that just sort of follows you around rather than actually being you. Um, And that's a lot like, that's a lot like a fictional character. And fictional characters also follow you around and historical characters do. I made, um, I wrote a dictionary and, uh, well, actually I translated it in somebody else's dictionary. And that dictionary still follows me around and it still, um, it still comes to find me all the time uh and it you know it's it's like a spirit that that remains alive as is dr fathom let's find let's find the, the chapter shall we dr fathom it was raining the rain was slick and greenish and came down in sheets <sighs> As it landed on the dark volcanic rock that littered the ground, it fizzled. Each raindrop thus contributing to a cacophonic hiss. Suddenly, though, double tank tracks were crashing over the ground, moving up and down hills, barreling towards some as-yet-unforeseen destination. Didst thou see that rain? Is coming down in buckets. A blond haired boy sat next to a thick glass pot, staring at the spot of ground that was pierced by the spotlight, watching the rocks whiz by. He turned to his companion. How much farther is it? Have they shut off the alarms yet? Not yet, my boy. I can hardly make out what they are saying over the hollow radio. This was said by a man in a thick leather overcoat and a wide-brimmed leather hat. It was cool in the expediter. Cool as in the temperature... And also cool as in fashionable. He was glad that they had found the warmer clothes because it was a cool temperature and they were fashionable clothes. He had the driving stick in front of him looking through the periscope at the rocks that seemed to float by underneath the steel treads. A bewildering array of sensors and dials were illuminated in front of him. The periscope started to leak a fluid drooling onto his hat and dripping onto his long nose. When it hit his beard, he started. But damn periscope leak, he thought. He took a hand off the driving stick and wiped the fluid from his nose, tasting it. It was metallic and sugary. He grimaced. Son, fetch us the sealant. Sugar freeze be leaking again. Son grabbed the s- steel can behind his seat and stared intensely at the periscope. Spotting the leak, he tried to reach it with the brush in his hand, but splashed it slightly from all the turbulence they traveled. A few drops of the silicone compound splashed on the driver's leather coat. A dark face turned to the boy, and the driver wiped at his sleeve. Careful, son, he said. Worry not about the leak for now. I shall be drenched in this stuff by the time we get there anyway. Sorry, Dr. Fathom, son said. Then he saw the first glimmerings of light not deriving from their mechanical missile up ahead behind the next hill. Is that it? Aye, tis it. A gigantic glass globe shimmered in the wet darkness. The rain rolled off the globe, bouncing and sizzling on the volcanic ground, adding to the shining effect of this sphere. They reached it in no time, smashing igneous rock and crushing the ground beneath their treads. Then there was a hissing sound as the pneumatic brakes engaged. Half a dozen mechanical engines moved the driving sticks, the periscope, and Dr. Fathom's seat, allowing Dr. Fathom to rise. He was tall, tall enough for his head to brush the ceiling of their vessel. Just then, a bluish-purple haze came over the dashboard, and voices started to come seemingly from nowhere inside the expediter. Dr. Fathom put his hands on his hips, staring at the dash intently. Sun looked outside the porthole, listening as well. Twenty-one, twenty-one, red birds, strut up that twelve. I got him. No more radiation leaks tonight. Twenty-one. Thou's two. After a short silence of what sounded like an explosion, a slightly shaky twenty-one responded, "'Nay, I have won!' Then the blue-purple haze faded, the one from the number twenty-one echoing again and again, softer and softer in the cool vessel. Won, 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 won. Dr. Fathom turned casually to Sun, muttering, "'Okay, son, thou rememberest how to drive this thing?' "'Yes, sir, thou'st let me drive enough times now for me to remember.' Sun was a little bewildered. What did Dr. Fathom plan to do? Feeling confused, Sun asked Dr. Fathom what his thoughts were. Pretty simple, really, it relaxed Dr. Fathom said. I shall drench my clothes in sugar-free, so the rain doth not dissolve them. Then I am going through the window to get rid of the radiation. But they do know that not even thou art thither, Sun exclaimed. He scratched at his blonde head. Art thou not going to tell them who thou art? Give them thy expediter number, that sort of thing. Dr. Fathom looked rather shocked at that. Why would I want to do that? Then they would know who I am. Look, turn the expediter around, get the blankets ready, and make sure thou parkest close to that window. Dr. Fathom pointed at a slight crack in the glass. Son nodded. Whatever thou sayest, he sighed. He had seen Dr. Fathom's shenanigans enough times to know not to question much. Dr. Fathom went into a steel locker and pulled out some gray boots in a spray can labeled Super Sugar. Super Sugar. Super Sugar! He donned the boots quickly and unceremoniously sprayed his clothes with the amber goop. In seven seconds, his clothes were covered with the stuff. See thee soon, son. Remember, and anyone seeth thee, the cloak works, but the batteries will run out quickly because of the problem from yesterday. Right, Doc. See thee soon. Dr. Fathom stepped to the back of the expediter, smashing his fist down on a rusty red button. A thick steel and glass door closed behind him, and Dr. Fathom took a deep breath. And with that, he stepped onto Venus. This has been The Multiverse Cartographer by Edward Reed and slightly by Joseph Sapinski. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And... We'll see you again in a future episode of probably some other book that I've written. All right. Catch you on the flip side.